Hey guys, I'm Jack Bingham. I'm Scott Hughes. This is Jack Scott FM. Driving with Jack and Scott. Also known Jack as... and Scott FM is our other show. Oh yeah, same thing. And uh, this is episode four. We're going to get to a point soon where we stop telling you what number it is. Because there'll be some issues when it comes to repeats and... Oh, it's just poor form, I reckon. Yeah. Because okay. at some point we'll have to be like, episode 234. Yeah. No. We don't really want you guys to know what episode you're up to. Just at this point in time, it's just exciting for us to be able to tell you what we're up to because we're just super keen to get them out there. So, obviously, um, you may not have heard us before. You may not have heard this could be your first episode. If that's the case. It's episode number one for Congratulations. you. Congratulations. And... Uh, and I uh, hope you enjoy. This is basically a little podcast where me and Scott, mm-hmm, we just talk me. about literally whatever, anything that goes into our minds, anything. All right, wait, can I just say, yes. we've seen two cop cars back in that car park Yep. was a police officer with a police dog, so basically two police officers. That's wild. Just chilling. So we've seen at least a grand total of four police officers out and about tonight. Are you classifying the dog as a police officer? Yeah, he's a police officer. Yeah. In the canine unit? Certainly is, mate. Very good. I'll there just say go. that in a police rescue scenario, if a dog's in danger, he has the same respect as any other police officer. So if it looks like someone's going to attack the dog, they should kill. Is that the law? I believe so. Alright. Well, you've got brothers in law, I think, that are cops. Yeah, I don't want to put that on their knowledge, but <laughs> I feel as though that is the law. Okay, well, there you go. And um, we'll keep the we'll keep the cop count t- counting, cop count counting all the podcast. Because they're out and about tonight. Yep. Ready to roll, bring the heat. Yeah. Also, back in the first couple of episodes, we mentioned that something we'd start off with is that um, we'd say where we were heading right. but I've realised in the later later days that we're not always going anywhere we're just driving around for no reason so last episode we kind of adapted this in a way and said that instead of necessarily always being going somewhere mm-hmm. we we're going to make it a mission to at least have driven somewhere that we've never driven before yes new ground so we'll see how long that stays up for but we'll be doing that tonight also, what we said we'd do is we'd tell you what car we're in, and we haven't said that yet, so we're in the Golf. In the old... Which is my vehicle. GTI. Um, I'll just let you guys know, the right headlight's out, and the engine light's on. So illegal. Illegal. It's currently... It's, I don't know what it's doing, but it's giving me grief, and I can't afford to fix it, so we're looking... We're looking good. We could have an exciting podcast ahead. Particularly for the fact that we're risking our lives right now. And there's thousands of cops on the streets as we speak. That's okay. They're just defect. They're defect, but, you know, anything could happen. We could get nervous, accidentally drop like a bomb or a drug reference, and next thing we're in cuffs or worse. Or worse. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, that's a good start. I feel like that's, a, that's probably one of our best intros yet, one of our longest. So everyone is starting to get the idea, and we're starting to... I think we're starting to find our feet a little bit, Scott. Find our feet. We'll we're get there. We're episode four. We're probably over an hour of recording in. Still in the toddler stage, but we're finding our feet. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. 
Right, Jacko. Yeah. What have you been pondering on over the last so and so long? Well, I actually, I actually have a story to bring to the podcast that I wanted to say, and I just feel like it might bring up some different, some different topics. But the good thing is you're involved. Right. So, uh, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Scotty and I, we've been friends for many years, and we've had many adventures, and one of which is uh, we've been on lots of camping trips. Uh-huh. And so, this is a one particular camping trip that happened a fair few years ago. Uh-huh. And um, so, just, just your standard trip, and basically, you know, the actual camping trip itself has nothing really to do with the, to do with the story. But what's happened is I've, um, how did I get there? I think you gave me a lift there, Scott, and back. And whilst we were camping, I put my car keys in a little, oh, um, yeah. in a little pocket in the tent. It had the tent had like a built-in little storage pocket yeah. on the inside. Yeah. And what's happened is we've finished camping, we've packed up the tent, rolled it right up into a little bag, which yes. was an absolute mission in itself. Yeah. I've got home in your car, Scott. Just so you guys have a little bit of context too, this tent's called the Taj Mahal, known among friends. So she's not, she's not minute in size, as I say that. Yeah, and so getting it into that bag was a mission. And Absolutely. no one was keen to get it back out again. No, it doesn't come out every, it comes out when you need the Taj, basically. Yeah. It's not a weekender. Not a weekender, no, it's no. a... Let's well, have, let's have a let's have a jet sesh. Let's have a jam. This is this is where um, this is where I've made my mistake mm. because I thought for sure there'd be another camping trip, but not too long. Mm. And I've just I've decided I'll leave the keys there. I couldn't get home from my car that day, but I do have a spare set. So whoever picked me up, I ended up with a spare set, and we're all good. Um, maybe we even popped into my house on the way home. Um, but anyway, I've used them. What's happened is. 18 months later, I've sold my car. Yep. And nearly at the same time, literally within weeks of selling my car, we had another camp where we used that tent and I got my keys back out. And it was, I did work it out and it was 18 months of those keys being in that tent. And so now I've still got a set of car keys to my car of which I sold just prior to getting them back. Oh, just quickly, yep. uh, in question of that, is the car still local to your knowledge? I don't have a clue. Okay. But, most likely, I haven't seen many of them around, so, okay. you know, I don't know. There is a couple of recognisable features of the the old Commodore. Yeah. It had a, it was a colour that I've actually seen, like, twice in my life. Yeah, okay. I think it was called Karma. So, yeah. if you guys... That's, if you, that's classic in itself. Yeah, it is classic. Karma. Karma. That is karma. Um, but because, you know, we've got all you guys listening and stuff, I'm going to chuck it out there. Um, Jack and Scott at, Jack and Scott at gmail.com exists. Uh-huh. Come on. There it is. And you can email in if you own uh, my old car. If you own Jack's old car. Also, it's Commodore. just be known. Jack does have a spare set of keys, so probably don't say <laughs> your address I'm going to or get where back. you might be driving uh, in the next, in the near distant future. Because mm. quick observation, flashing street light—it's got like a really straight. consistent flash, doesn't it? Yeah, like oh. a probably a 120 beats per second 
flash. I'd say a roundabout's not a bad place for a street party, so it's doing, doing the thing right. Get right. a couple of flashes right in. Right yeah, so that was, that's just a classic. Um, that's just a classic <coughs> story, one of many that we've been through, Scott. Yeah. Um, where I have, where I don't know. It's just a classic story, I guess. Yeah. No, I appreciate it, and I, I just think that's a classic scenario in itself. Uh, selling cars and then finding the the other the other keys. Um, that is potential risk but a potential funny situation for example well just in a light-hearted manner imagine you did see this car quite often yes love it basically got the spare set of keys nothing serious but jump in turn her on you're in say say you see the car in a coles car park just do a reverse and go into the adjacent car park across the laneway (laughs) just move it a little bit Nothing just, serious. Just enough for them to question their own sanity. Exactly. Basically, it's starting to play on their mind. And their car has just like got a mind of its own. Sooner or later, they do ask the question, is my car a transformer? Does it have a part-time role in a Hollywood movie? I'm not sure. But basically, imagine just pulling pranks like that. And I feel like just as when you find it, when I eventually find it again... Because we'll do this if I see it. Yeah. Um, we'll put a small tracking device on it so that we always know where it is. And I'm just thinking, yeah. like, not too often, but maybe just, like, once a week. Especially if you're in close proximity of it. Yeah, just just move it, like... Not, just a little bit. Yeah, just, just a, a little, little bit. bit. Just a little bit. Like, so and maybe... So, um, driveway, get it out on the street. Maybe... What else could you do to it? Just, like, something small. Just, like... Yeah, I, know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, I don't want to invade in personal or private things, but I feel like something noticeable. So you could like what about like a steering wheel cover? Just yeah. put a steering wheel cover on it, like a fluffy one. Like, yeah, or dice. <laughs> yeah, just chuck the dice. <laughs> just in. Add some fluffy dice. Chuck the fluffy dice in. You get back in. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe each week just change the colour. Yeah. So just like very subtle. Hot pink one week, blue red green the next. That'd be that'd be a trip out. That would be absolutely. Yeah. It's very dark, right? Quite dark. Yes. Oh. Very dark. We're in a forest. Not a road you want to ghost on. Uh, very good. All right. Well, um, let's wrap that and let me reopen another branch of thinking. Yeah. So, the other day, actually I saw it a while ago, but I re-saw it the other day. It's the classic Bruce Lee playing table tennis with his nunchucks. Yes. So basically, he's such a martial artist that he can move his nunchuck or, or do his routine with his nunchuck in a manner that he could play table tennis and beat table tennis players, according to this video. Yeah, now you showed me the video recently, Scott, Looks, yeah. because you wanted me to make sure I had the context. Yeah, I wanted to see. And I am not one to believe things that, you know, haven't really got any kind of proof behind them. I I'm, not a, I'm in no way a conspiracist. I and I'm very much... 
um, subscribe to just a bit of science and evidence. Logical thinking. Um, that's right. Just logic, really. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, sorry, I was just distracted by a motorbike. I also a flashing light for a front headlight. Yeah, well, I think it, one of its other headlights was out. Anyway, back to Bruce Lee. Motorbikes work. Um, they've got a that's their high band. <laughs> that's true. Oh, okay. Yeah, fun fact. Um, so yeah, but I think what this comes down to more so is that I just want it to be true mm. to the point where I'm happy to believe it. Okay. So if you guys haven't seen this, um, like Scott said, you can easily YouTube it, Bruce Lee ping pong or something, and you'll see him tapping away and he's not he's not just hitting it is he he's like swinging right. around and it's yeah. crazy it's wild yeah. Bruce Lee ping pong anyway uh, I've had this idea previously and it wasn't just Bruce Lee that sparked it mm. uh, traditionally uh, I believe Chinese monks resided up in the hills but obviously they're very very disciplined by nature yes uh, they might perform tasks thousands and thousands of times over years and years to perfect uh, certain, I guess, tiny manoeuvres or uh, martial art techniques, but to the finest degree. So they might be out very well. I don't want to use this, just keep coming back to Bruce Lee, but this is probably a known one. But for example, maybe like the one inch punch. That's just a small uh, move of his, hand, of his hand. Well, I guess the body's involved. But basically what I'm saying is they're complete masters of their being. Yeah. If they, they know exactly how and where to perform their hands, basically to, get what, to do what they need. Mainly, we know this to be used in martial art combat. Or kind of, not even combat, but martial art moves and techniques and things. But what if a monk, so precise in his movements, I want to know how would he perform other tasks in life? For example, yes. if he's so, like uh, so uh, I don't know, in tune with his hands and feet, what could he do on a skateboard? Yes. If we said to him, this is how you do a kickflip, pop here flick here, it's a real tight pop of the back to get the ollie motion, just a little flick of the front foot, do you reckon he could do it in the first, at least three tries? I reckon he'd get it in three goes. Yeah. A real life, a real trained monk yep. that, has, that has practiced. Devoted his life, basically. Such bodily control. Yep. Look when we've come back. Yeah. I reckon he could do it in three goes, max. Okay, <laughs> I'm being signaled to go straight, <laughs> and I was going to turn. Yeah, so three goes. I, I, I think as well. I agree. I'm in agreement. But yeah. what I'm curious is what other <laughs> hidden talents could monks just naturally have because of their life devotion so far? All right, I've got one for you. Lumberjack. That wasn't it. Oh. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Why? Like, Hang on, why? What could well, they do so well? Well, just... Shuriken it down. Well, you just got to be precise in your axe hewing. Yeah. you just got to hit the same spot repeatedly. I reckon that's of, a waste of talent, to be honest. Well... I reckon I can do better than that. I think that's... Well, that's true, but I'm just saying... Yeah, they'd be good at it. I'll tell you what would be good use of their talent. Okay. McDonald's um, wrapping oh, the burgers. 
Yes. Wrapping the burgers, they'd be like... Or even really just quick. like assembling the burgers. Yes. Imagine just that. Lettuce, tomato, sauce, bang, bang, bang. Cheese, bang. Meat, bang. Wrap, down the line, done. Goodbye. Go I reckon McDonald's, you have a huge, huge, I guess, flaw in your system by not employing monks. If yeah. you want to improve your work staff, get to the heights of the Himalayans. Yeah. I'm Start handing out flyers. I'm not sure that the Chinese monks are in the Himalayas, but find where the, the traditional monks reside. Just go to some mountains, they'll be there. You're right, Jack. Hand out flyers. I don't think they have um, email. computers or email, <laughs> so posting them up is no good. But a flyer, a date, and an application form. Mm. They've got quills, I believe. I'm not sure. I don't really know a single thing about them, but yeah, but I, think, yeah. I would think so. I think you they seem it. like the kind of people who would use quills. I think you've absolutely... Oh, actually, I think they ride in sand. Oh, yeah. To be more traditional. But... Brakes or with their hands. Yeah, both. Yeah. Uh, but, True. yeah, I think you've nailed it. That is just a, a task that they would just... They'd hit heights at. They would put most McDonald's to shame. They would have the best drive-through times in all of the Pacific. Do you know what if else? Not the world. Do you know what else they could do? I think I think this is more important that they would take a little bit of practice, but they would just be able to pick up very quickly. Yep. I keep going to Sydney, and I should yeah. be going yeah, to Sydney. Yeah, either go to Sydney or go to Cessna. Uh, either way, you're about to hit a point of no return. What so can I do? What can I do right now? I think that's around about up here. Just chuck a in. Yeah, let's not go to Sydney. As much as we love Sydney. All the knock. All our listeners in Sydney. Shout out. We'll be there next week. We will. We're going to do a podcast, at least one podcast from Sydney. Oh, hopefully more. That's been said. Well, I hope so too. But yeah, so that... Oh, I'll tell you, I was sorry, I was going to say something, but they could probably do a bit better. Okay. Um, darts. I reckon they could oh, play. Oh, wow. I reckon they could master the art of darts. Oh, yeah, master okay. the art of darts. From the darts, I've kind of just... I can just imagine, like, the little flick of the fingers. Yeah. Just to get a nice darty spin. But that made me think, what about a spin bowler? And a strap boy. Cricket. Yep. Yep. Chinese spin bowler. I reckon that's awesome. What about that? Would they be able to wear their orange um, gowns or whatever they call well, the outfits? I think the association should definitely allow it. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's any uh, any harm to them. They'd be able to play in the um, T20 because oh. they always have bright colours. And I don't think there is an orange team in a I T20. actually reckon not only spin bowlers, but they would perform well at batting as well. They would have this precision to see the ball coming at such speeds. Just be able to hit it out of the park. Great cricketers, nice. Great cricketers. Yeah, that's so just the, that's just the community service. I think it's, I guess. I think it's like an endless pursuit of tasks that they could perform at. You know those friends that you have, and they're just like good at everything. Yes. I reckon they were they were put into monk school as small children that you didn't know about. Not well, impossible. Temporary monks. Mm. We got a friend, James Highfield, who's good at everything. I reckon he potentially could have been a monk. Who knows? He's got no hair either, so... He's got, he's got a physique like a battle ox. It's an absolute machine. I'll tell you just something for the listeners that don't know us, um, that just something I can speak on behalf of Scott and I, is that we are both absolutely 
the jack of all trades, master of none, the definition of such a thing. I mean, it's quite coincidental that Jack's name is Jack, but if there was a Scott of all trades, I'd be that. Yeah. For sure. Because we just basically, we're basically enthusiasts of life. Mm-hmm. That's appropriate. And, and podcasting is one of those things. We've just decided to pursue, pursuit, pursue, decided to pursue. And uh, yeah, so we, we definitely aren't. Oh, well, I don't know. It's, there's probably one or two things that we, we've kind of got down alright but I, do, I know for myself I think that I just have a, I've just got my finger in many pies mm-hmm. yes absolutely and that's pretty much myself and I agree I won't just list I'm going to go through a couple for myself Sweet actually I'm going to say savory. I'm going to say something Scott does okay this is this is like Scott's hobby list oh yeah that's a big and one. this is over over the years too. So, uh, Warhammer. Yep. Online gaming. Guilty as charged. Skateboarding. Definitely. Wakeboarding. Awesome. Snowboarding. Great. Uh, any other boarding? Surfing. Surfing oh. is what he's doing now. It's kind of like very well. Boarding sport. Uh, yeah, let's let's be honest. Not very so well. many things. Drumming. Drumming, yeah, absolutely. Piano. Can play a little bit of guitar. Have dabbled in violin. Have you really? Yep. Are we going to your house? We are. Cool. Yeah, I just want to show you the progression. So this is going to be the new street I've never been to before. Well, I've been here, but... Sure. (laughs) Wait, does your house actually exist? No, no, no. That's cool. There's a slab down. That's very cool. Right? Yeah. Jack or right. Alright, this is the street I've never been in personally. Has it got a name? Yep. What's right. it called? Let's not worry about this one. Let's go to my street. Alright. You can read the sign yourself. So, just so you guys know, Scott's recently purchased a house in Yabra. Yarraburra. Yabra! <laughs> Yabra Road. Now, we're probably not going to give out the exact number. That's dangerous. Oh, this well. Is, it, just here. is that it? Dirty. Yeah, she's pretty grimy at the moment, but slabs are down. It's just lots of dirt. Just lots of dirt and uh, nice flat concrete. Um, I'm, I've got to say, there's not many other houses around here that have had less progression than yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. The only other one is the other, the other yeah, crew. Clarendon. That, oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't want to mention any names, but... Yeah, but yeah, I can see what's happened here. The same mob that did mine is also, is also less progressed <laughs> across the road. Yeah. Anyway. Alright, well anyway, that's probably the feature of our street we've never been in. Yeah. And on that on that note, I reckon we call it. Call it an, call it an early one. I reckon we throw in the towel. Because that's not an early one, is it? I'm not sure. Manager. Mm-hmm. No. What are we looking no. at? Give us a timestamp. Managerial role so I reckon no. 2420. 221. Whoa. That's huge. Alright, I reckon that's pretty ideal. Oh, rabbits. Neighbouring oh, rabbits. Oh, you're joking, sir. Just quickly before we finish up, that's two out of two of our unknown streets have rabbits in them. Oh, that is true. Yep. There is an underground burrow system that we don't know about in Newcastle. <laughs> and we're going to discover oh, it. Oh, that's huge. Ready? As we get more podcasts completed. Just out. My street's called Yarra Burrow. Yarra Burrow. Now, we know why. 
It's traditional. Oh, very true. It's well tra- done. It's traditional. It's got rabbit roots. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to end it there. This is Jack and Scott. As driving in heritage. Talk about heritage. Catch up. Jack and Scott FM. Driving with Jack and Scott.